Welcome to the Who Cares Podcast. I'm your host, Dan Hedinger. Care matters. You feel better when you know somebody cares about you. And people feel better when they know you care about them. But there is so much more. Mastering caring skills equips you to engage with people around some very heavy subjects when they need care and help the most. And as people respond to you, you will be energized to realize that your care is making a difference. But most of all, when people of faith care effectively, the world is able to experience God's love and care. So we're here with stories and with leaders to talk about grief, trauma, addiction, mental illness, poverty, and more so that we can find the answer to the questions, how can we care better? What can we do to provide the best care? In today's episode, I'm going to talk about the ROI of care ministry. In episode 18, I talked to care pastor Gary McCusker about the invisible nature of care ministry and that sometimes when we're involved in care, it's all behind the scenes and and people don't know or understand what we do. This is kind of a related topic because it's hard to measure the value of care ministry. And sometimes we actually are called to minister, or perhaps I should say often we are called to minister in very unglamorous situations. I share three of my own that happened just recently. And while they were not glamorous, I became to discover that they were very important and valuable opportunities to minister to people by caring for them. It was in a nursing home. So I hope you'll listen to that, to those three stories. Before I get a chance to tell them and to make a few points about care ministry ROI, I uh, want you to know that this podcast is brought to you by Best Care Ministry. For more information on Best Care Ministry and real-life stories about care and important organizations that care for people, go to our website, bestcareministry.com. It's a great opportunity to increase the conversation of care ministry, to get connected with care ministry, and to learn just how important this is. I think care ministry is the new discipleship. Evangelism and discipleship only really are transformative when the people are involved in caring relationships with people they know care about them. So go to our website, bestcareministry.com. And while you're there, you can also support us financially with a one-time or a recurring gift. Go to the donate page for our website. We'd really appreciate that, and we need your support. Now, let's listen to my thoughts on Care Ministry ROI. This episode is about Care Ministry ROI. And I'm going to start by sharing three stories that I encountered recently. And at first, they weren't very glamorous, and you'll get my discomfort. But even a little bit of thought and paying careful attention during the process brought me great joy. And I thought, this is where the action is. These three stories come out of a nursing home. 
I was attending a pastor's meeting that met in the uh, public connections area of this nursing home. Very nice facility, conference room type of setting. Uh, more than a handful of pastors sat around some tables, had nice breakfast together. And then afterwards, I went and visited some people that uh, I had met previously and I knew needed a visit. The first lady was uh, a lady who has been in this place for months. I don't know, perhaps years. I've known her for months. Uh, I was visiting another person who was in there as a result of an accident. And I would always see this lady sitting out around the bird cages, watching the birds, and I would start talking to her. I found out she had a very tragic early life and uh, managed to uh, deal with that and raise her children under very difficult circumstances, got a responsible job, and took care of herself. And, and now in her mid-70s, she's in a nursing home, and I think on the skilled nursing unit. Anyway, she seems to really appreciate me having come by and visit her. So every time I'm there, I'm stop, I stop by and I look her in the eye and I ask her what's going on. And she tells me. And a lot of times she'll have a joke for me. She'll have something, uh, some craft she's working on. Or uh, sometimes she's even given me marigold seeds that she grows in the flower boxes around the nursing home. Now, when I'm sitting there talking to her, I'm feeling like I'm where I'm supposed to be. And I feel like I'm doing something that makes a difference in uh, this person's life. But I'm also thinking, this is not a very glamorous visit. Earlier in the week, I was on the phone on a Zoom meeting with a friend of mine who's working with artificial intelligence and who is at a very high level with businesses who are interacting with high businesses and news organizations. That's glamorous. That's exciting. Oh, I enjoyed that. Sort of like to do that all the time. But this was a different type of meeting. And as I'm sitting there, I'm tempted to think this isn't as important because it isn't as glamorous. But when I see the way that woman perks up when I go in to visit her, it reminds me that it is important and that she is a life that matters to God and that the Lord cares about her. And I am his representative to her to let her feel important and feel God's love. Well, in this particular visit, she commented that she had given one of my books. I've written a book, Welcome to the Big Leagues. I'd given it to her previously because I found her around the bookshelves, and I thought she could read it. She could put it on the bookshelves, and other could read it. Well, this time, she told me that she gave my book, Welcome to the Big Leagues, to another man in the nursing home, an older man. And his name was Bill, and uh, he really enjoyed it. She said, every time I would see him, he'd be reading your book. Well, that feels good. I, uh, I'm, I'm always very happy about that. Well, 
I said, I'd love to meet this guy, and you can introduce him to the author of the book. And so she got up uh, from her room. This was a visit in her room, got her walker and started tootling out into the hallway and on down to the dining room. And there was Bill in a wheelchair. Nice looking man, very, very old, hair combed neatly, dressed nice, but in a wheelchair with many visible signs of very old age. And when I introduced myself to him as the author of the book, he made eye contact and he smiled and we talked a little bit about the book but mostly just about him and about me, and we just related to each other. Now, here again was my temptation. I would love to be talking about my book in a venue where hundreds or thousands of books would sell and where it would become a bestseller, not in a nursing home with one very elderly man, perhaps in his 90s. But this man looked up at me and smiled and described how much he enjoyed the book. And then he said to me at least three times, thank you for writing that book. Thank you for writing that book. Thank you for writing that book. And he and I agreed that we would reconnect again when I get in there and we'll get the book and we'll go over some stories together. And, and I'm looking forward to that. Now, in caring for people, many times it's one-on-one. -on -one, and the return on investment is very hard to measure, perhaps impossible. If a pastor is measuring that type of care based on whether or not it produces church growth and gets more people coming to church and puts more dollars in the plate, likely that type of care is going to be perceived as not valuable. Which brings me to the third lady I visited. This lady considers me her pastor. And the reason she considers me her pastor, even though I'm not a pastor of a church at this time, is because her pastor won't visit her. And nobody on the staff of that church will visit her. And they do not have a ministry to care for these older people in the nursing home, even though they have a very large church. She wants her pastor to come and visit. She would love for somebody from the staff to come and serve her communion, but nobody will. To the best of my knowledge, they've asked for it, and they found that the, the energies of that staff have to be put in areas which have a more obvious ROI. I think that's a shame. I think that's the type of thing that gives the church the image that we are production-oriented, 
more interested in the dollars and the buildings than we really are in people. I've even noticed in my own life and in my own ministry that I need both. I, I don't want to give up on really nice conversations like I had earlier in the week with uh, a top-tier businessman and, and a friend. I, I don't want to give up those kind of conversations. But I need to have the other kind of conversations to please God and have a more complete and full ministry and even view of life. So when I stop and think about this, when, when I reviewed those visits, I, I went from feeling a, a little bit sorry for my, myself at these unglamorous uh, appointments. I, I think I went past feeling proud that I was so good to visit these people. But I felt a great sense of pleasure as I thought that my presence, not because I'm so important, but because these people were lonely and they needed someone to be present in their life. And the little bit I did meant so much as I thought about that, it brought me great pleasure. But as I thought about it too, I, I remembered this is the ministry that we're called to. We are called to minister the grace of Jesus, the love of Jesus, the care of Jesus to the least of these. We know that no person is more or less important than the other. Every person is important. Every life matters. But in our society, some people seem to be more important because they are more vital uh, at a more productive role in their life. And so we would consider people who are not real vital, not real productive, not real influential as the least of these. And we are told to minister to them. We are told to care for the widow. Two of the three people here were widows. We're called to care for the orphan. One of the most profound stories of Jesus in the Bible is the story of the Good Samaritan, where people who were busy with things to do, with places to go and people to see, they missed the opportunity to care for a wounded man, uh, a victim of a crime, and of a lesser uh, status in their culture. And they missed it. And the man who stopped and helped him was the man that uh, Jesus said we should be like. There's a story of a shepherd who, who left the 99 and went out for the one who had strayed away. And when Jesus was asked about this story, he said, the 99 are doing fine. I want to reach the one who, who is astray. We're even told to love our enemies. We're told to love people that don't like us. Talk about ROI. These people may bring us harm rather than results. So I, I package all this together. And I say the ROI of caring for people is really a totally different measurement. 
what caring for people produces is people who are healthy spiritually. Care isn't just about what you do, but care is about who you are. Are you a caring person? Does your service to other people and the activity of your life reflect the nature of a caring God flowing through you? He cares for all of these people. Do you? He, he cares for the least of these, the widow, the orphan. He cares for our enemies. He cares for people who are disenfranchised and, and on the margins. And, and he actually leads us to go into the world and, and reach them and to care for them. So when we think of return on investment, let's think of this. So when we think of return on investment, let's calculate it this way. Do our actions honor and glorify God, most importantly, by being the type of person he would be? And number two, do our actions produce in us a nature and, and cultivate a nature in us of, of care and love for other people so that we are a caring person? Because if we're not a caring person, we do not reflect a caring and a loving God. The return on investment of care ministry, much more than church growth, are, are caring people. And ultimately, caring people will bring about church growth. Because what if we were known for how well we cared? What if we were known for how well we listen to other people, how much we went out of our way for other people, how much uh, we knew other people so well that we knew their story and that we listened to them. If, if we become known for the way we care, church growth will be the least of our problems. We'll just be trying to handle everybody who's coming to us. So return on investment, Hard to measure, maybe impossible, but caring for people is the right thing to do. Thanks for listening to me today. I hope that you will thrive in your care ministry and that the Lord will give you a heart to care for the least of these. I sure enjoy talking about that subject. I think it's really important. I've gotten it wrong so many times in my life. Maybe that's why I like to talk about it. Because like a friend of mine, I've heard say, what's most personal is most universal. If I made that mistake, I bet you a lot of other people have too. And we need to get it right. We need to get it right. So thanks for listening today. I want to thank a few more people too. Zach Harder wrote and performed the opening music. Always love hearing him strumming there at the beginning. And Jim Hedinger's composition in the midst of the storm is, is at the end, and it, we play it for two whole minutes to give you a time to do some self-care and sit and think about what you've heard and maybe make some decisions and commitments to what you're going to do next. I'd like to thank Andrew Hedinger for editing and publishing this podcast. This podcast is brought to you by Best Care Ministry. Please help us grow. Subscribe to it. Rate it share it, talk about it, invite other people to it. Uh, 
so that we can reach more people with a conversation about care and help people care better for people, ultimately, so that people feel God's love. Visit our website, bestcareministry.com. A lot of stories there and ideas and lessons about care ministry. Best Care Ministry is a 501c3 nonprofit corporation. Please consider making a donation so that we can reach more people and offer more resources and help people thrive in their care ministry so that there will be more care ministries and so we will be known as people who care so that more people will respond to God's love. Well, thanks again for listening today and now take two minutes for self-care and listen to the quiet and contemplative music of Jim Hedinger.